Antonio Pierce talking about how the Raiders beat the Chiefs on Christmas morning is a thing? Yeah, it is, and we'll talk about it. That plus a whole lot more on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for February 22nd, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, you're checking us out on YouTube. That's awesome. Appreciate that. The show has grown in a major way. That's because of you, Raider Nation, and because of my man, Ari. Ari does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. We're looking good and we're sounding good. We shout him out as well. At Ari Produces on Twitter. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And of course, we got the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. A lot of great conversation all week long here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Got a lot of feedback on that coming up in segment number three. Quarterbacks, AP, and a whole lot more. You'll hear that in segment number three. Segment number two, we'll talk about something I had on my uh, radio show on uh, Wednesday on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, and that's the confidence and the direction that the team is going. Where is my confidence level, and how can my confidence level improve? I'll explain that more in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, I like to hit you with the news and notes of the day. And there's not a whole lot to get into, but there's still a whole lot to get into. And we'll do that as soon as I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. And the real big news in the notes of the day it's not really big news and notes of the day as far as I'm concerned it's actually kind of a big mystery and I think Vic Tafer from The Athletic kind of coined it perfectly on Twitter on Wednesday when he said must be a slow news week everyone's talking about Antonio Pierce and the Mahomes rules which is what he was talking about the mentality that the Raiders went into that game on Christmas morning the way that they went into Kansas City to the belly of the beast and defeated Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and basically, that's how we're going to continue to play as long as he's the head coach. We're going to continue to play the Chiefs just like that. That was his words, not mine, from the, the Rush podcast, Max Crosby's podcast. Matter of fact, this is what Antonio Pierce had to say about the Mahomes rules and kind of the secret sauce that the Raiders have that's not a secret sauce on how to defeat Patrick Mahomes. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons? All those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. So that was just a few seconds from what Antonio Pierce had to say on the, the Rush, Max Crosby's podcast, about beating Patrick Mahomes and what they've got to do and being physical with them. And he compared it to Michael Jordan when he was playing the Pistons and how every time he went down the lane, they put some wood on him. And everyone's making such a big deal about it. I'm seeing the headlines. Like, I remember when he said that before that Christmas game. Like, this is not new conversation just because he's on a podcast talking about it. It's the offseason. 
He talked about it leading into that game while we sat there at the Intermountain Health Performance Center and asked questions about going to Kansas City on Christmas morning. How do you defeat the Chiefs? Well, you got to cut off the head of the snake. That was his exact words then. Nobody batted an eye about it. A few people talked about it like, oh, man, they're going to try to go into Kansas City and try to be physical with Patrick Mahomes, and they did, and they won. Jack Jones took it a step further in the Raiders locker room and said, well, you know, to stop the magic show, you got to stop the magician. The magician is Patrick Mahomes. They're not saying anything that's wrong, but all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. It's got headlines and you're seeing insiders writing about it and all kind of different platforms talking about it. I'm like, wait, hold on. What's going on? I'm doing my radio show on, uh, on ESPN radio on Wednesday night, game night. And they said, hey, uh, you want to talk about Antonio Pierce having the secret sauce and being confident about beating the, the Chiefs? And I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Well, him talking about, you know, beating, being physical. And I was like, well, there's not really a whole lot to it. And they're like, no, I agree. But everyone's making a big deal. So I was glad that they agreed as well. But, yeah, it's just it's so weird. Adam Schefter put out a piece on ESPN.com on Wednesday. Antonio Pierce, Raiders have Mahomes rules for playing Chiefs. Okay. So they want to be physical with them. If you want to go back to the Super Bowl that he lost against Tampa Bay, how did they lose that Super Bowl? The defense made him run for his life. The defense made everything very difficult on him. What quarterback doesn't beat you if you let him sit back in the pocket and not get pressure and get hit? It's so weird that this is a big conversation, and it's not that I'm trying to bring it to the podcast and make it a big deal. I'm bringing it to the podcast and saying it's not that serious. Like, why is everyone talking about AP talking about this? I I do like that the Raiders are in everybody's mouth right now. I think that's cool. Obviously, AP knows how to get people's attention in the offseason, But, you know, for people to say, oh, he's stirring up the pot, he's waking up a sleeping giant, like, what are you talking about? Every quarterback is less successful if they're getting hit. That's why there's stats called pressures, sacks, quarterback hits, quarterback hurries. Like, those are stats. So that's what the expectation are. And, oh, by the way, like I said on my my radio show on ESPN, if you go back and look, the Raiders aren't going out there being dirty. Matter of fact, they were the least penalized team in 2023. So, yeah, you could be physical. It's football. It's a physical game. But as long as you're doing it within the ramifications and the, or the, the, the parameters of the rules, what's the problem? It's still football. So it's wild to me. But Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio and company, you know Mike Florio feels some kind of way about the Raiders. He put out multiple pieces. The first piece The Raiders could be hearing from the league in the aftermath of Coach Antonio Pierce's comments about getting physical with Patrick Mahomes. Like, what kind of movie is that? What movie trailer did I just read? The Raiders could be hearing from the league. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm sitting in a theater about to watch a trailer when I see that. Like, are you kidding me? You're talking about being physical in football and the league's going to call the team and be like, hey, don't be physical with that quarterback. Like, are you serious? Now, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. (laughs) because it's still Patrick Mahomes and he's the poster child for the league right now. I get it. But is that something that's worth writing? Is it really that slow of a time of year? Not really. You got free agency, got the draft around the corner, the combines next week. What are we talking about? How about his second piece that he put out? NFL declines comment on Antonio Pierce's recent comments about how the Raiders play defense against Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm trying to say it in the way that I think that he's thinking it in his head. (laughs) right? And I can't even get myself wrapped around to be able to do it. I try, but I can't. So I, I, I entertained myself. Why? I don't know. It was a few minutes of my life. I can never get back, but I entertained myself. I really did. I, I read the piece and this is what stood out to me. 
Uh, the Raider or the NFL declining comment on Pierce's recent comments. That's a common PR approach when an organization doesn't want to draw extra attention to something that currently hasn't got much of it. If the league had no problem with Pierce's words saying so, likewise, would be no problem. If, as we suspect, the league frowns on talking about banging around one of the most popular players in sports and knocking off the head of the snake, the NFL want, won't want to provide a soundbite that will ricochet around the internet during a fairly slow week. Like, really? That's what we're talking about? They frown about talking about one of the most play- popular players in the sport and knocking off the head of the snake? Like, that's a common saying. That's what you say when you're talking about leaders. You got to, you know, you got to cut off the head of the snake. Like, that's a, we use that in everyday life. Like, what are we talking about? Then he goes on to say, it's safe to assume the Raiders will hear from the league office now or as the next Raiders chief game approaches or both. The message will be simple and clear. If any effort to apply extra physicality to Mahomes is detected, flags will be thrown, fines will be levied, and suspensions will be imposed. Get the blank out of here. Are you serious? That's what we're talking about? That's what we're making a big deal of? The last team that beat the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. Andy Reid called Antonio Pierce and said, thanks for punching us in the mouth and, w- w- mouth and waking us up. So does Andy, Andy Reid get a call? Hey, man, don't encourage that punch in the mouth. Don't encourage Antonio Pierce and those bloodthirsty pirates named the Raiders that are trying to punch you in the mouth. Like, what are we doing? That is so wild to me. So in a, in a, in a day, in a time when I like to do news and notes, you know, with the Raiders and around the league, and there's plenty of stuff I could talk about, I just felt like I had to talk about this just because it's funny to me. And if Antonio Pierce has got the league, not the Chiefs. I'm not going to say this is on the Chiefs at all. If he's got the league and people close to the league, and Mike Florio is very close to the league, like he's not, he's not just pulling something out of his backside. Clearly it's coming from somewhere. If he's got them shook like that, good. Good. Let him go into the game thinking, you know what, I think there's going to be some extra physicality coming in this game. These guys are going to try to beat us up. These guys are going to give us a couple of extra 15-yard penalties. Did we not watch the quarterback on Netflix when Mahomes and and Max Crosby got into it multiple times? It was nothing dirty. It was nothing malicious. They both have respect for each other, but they're competitors. Oh, don't 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 tackle Patrick Mahomes. Can't do that. Like what? Are we? That's hilarious to me. But you know what? Hats off to Antonio Pierce. I hope he says it a few more times. Like at the combine next week, I hope he says it again. I really do. I hope he says something like that. And and, and there's a bunch of headlines some more. Let the league call the Raiders. If that's not so, Raider, I wouldn't know what is. When I talk about Antonio Pierce embracing everything it means to be a Raider, that right there, the fact that multiple outlets are writing these things and tweeting about them and talking about them on national radio, that's got to make Antonio Pierce sit back with a cigar in his hand and you know, maybe a drink in his hand as well and say, yeah, today was a good day, <laughs> in the words of Ice Cube. That's all I got for you. Same number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Talking about Antonio Pierce, how about the direction that the team is going? Where's my confidence level, and how can that confidence level improve? I'll explain what I'm talking about. Do We'll all do it in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to let you know that today's show is being brought to you in part by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is something that, well, you could use because we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big, small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important that you let it out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. And really, I mean, we got through the holiday times, we got through the New Year's, but still, you're looking at those credit card bills, you're looking at your wallet, you're looking at your bank account, and you could be stressing off that. You could be stressing off of a new job or a job that you just took that maybe not the job that you thought it was, and it's just, 
It's, it's eating at you, and you need to talk to someone about it. And again, talking to someone that has no kind of you know, uh, agenda when it comes to your life is always a really good way to go. It could be about something small, or it could be about something large, but having someone in your corner is a great thing to do. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than what our favorite sports team is doing and you know stuff like that. But again, therapy is different for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P, all one word, dot com slash locked on. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into a conversation that I thought was really good that I had on my radio show on Wednesday. And sometimes I like to bring those kind of conversations to the podcast as well, just because I know we get a lot of feedback. And uh, Raider Nation is a smart, smart fan base. And I know uh, that you'll have a lot of good thoughts as well. And that was really on the direction that the team is going, where they're at right now, and what could make me feel even better about the direction that they're going. And I'll say off top, my confidence level on this team is high right now. It really is. And I know that since I've been here in Vegas, the Raiders have gone through four different coaches. John Gruden, gone through Rich Passaccia, Joshua Daniels, and now Antonio Pierce. And I could be a victim of the last thing I saw, which was obviously Antonio Pierce having success, going 5-4 and four down the stretch as the interim head coach the last nine games, seeing a team that is really fighting for him, wanting him to be the coach, uh, start, you know, we're out there playing at a very high level when they weren't doing that for Josh McDaniels. But I feel confident of where the team is at right now just because of that guy, Antonio Pierce, and what he brings to the table and the fact that he brought back that Raider identity, something that they've been missing for a while, something that they've been missing for a while to the point where I didn't even realize how far gone it was. But when Antonio Pierce took over and what he's been able to do and seeing him at the Super Bowl and hearing him on podcasts and seeing him on the pivot and seeing him with his Raiders swag and kind of bringing back that we don't give a blank type attitude to an approach to whatever. We're going to do what we do. We're going to talk our talk. We're going to say what we got to say. and We're going to go out there and we're going to get it done on the field physically. We're going to be physical. We're going to be tough. We're going to run downhill. We're going to play strong defense and we're going to do it and we're going to be disciplined. For them to do that like they did and knowing how much confidence this team has and every player that's in the locker room or finished off the season is not going to be in the locker room in 2024. There's obviously going to be changes. But I just feel really confident about the direction that they're going. Uh, I know we can always talk about the assistant coaches, the offensive coordinator. I don't like him. He came from Chicago. I don't like Joe Philbin. I don't like this guy, that guy, or the other. I think as long as all the assistant coaches are on the same page, as long as they all know what the assignment is, that's fine. And I don't believe that they would be hired if they didn't know what the assignment was. Uh, Antonio Pierce is not a guy that's going to beat around the bush. He's going to tell you exactly what he feels, what he thinks, and how to get there, right? And that's what I think is, is needed. And I love the fact that he just has that approach of, we've got to beat those guys in red. We hate red. We hate the Chiefs. we got to go beat those guys. Like, that's, that's his approach. Like, he knows, again, what the assignment is. Go out there and win the AFC West. I'm not saying that they're going to go do it immediately, and just because he's saying it, that they're going to do it. But it just, it just, what he's saying instills confidence in you. It instills confidence in me. And he's got that kind of personality. And I've been told that I have that kind of personality at times that, you know, it's infectious. So if he breeds that confidence 
and you hear that confidence in him and you're in that locker room, you can't help but to go out there with confidence. That's what they did when they went to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs on Christmas morning. When Kansas City had everything to play for, being the number one seed, letting the playoffs go through KC. Now, they still won the Super Bowl. They still went on the road. They went to Buffalo and Baltimore and won back-to-back games. you got to give them credit for that. But the Raiders made it a lot more difficult, and they are the last team to beat the Chiefs. But they went into their house Christmas morning, early Christmas morning in the cold, and beat them up, right? I mean, I, I know the score was probably closer than it should have been. Obviously, that was a lot to do with the Raiders not being able to score consistently. But defensively, man, they, they, went, they went blow for blow with Kansas City. Even when they got into the red zone and went for it on fourth down, the Raiders were able to punch back and say, nah, it ain't that easy, man. This ain't, your, this ain't the Raiders that you're used to just running all over. No, we're a different team. We're an improved team. We're not taking your mess. We're going to leave here with a victory, and they did. So my confidence level with them is, is, is high right now. Now, free agency period is going to open up pretty soon. Right now, the franchise tag period is open. I don't believe that there's a Raider that needs a franchise tag. I would like to see them bring Josh Jacobs back. I don't know what it's going to take. I can't count his pockets. I can't say what he should take and what he shouldn't take. That's, about, that's, that's his decision. But I think that he's a very important key to this cog. I think that he is a guy that embodies what it is to be a Raider. So I'd love to see them bring him back. Now, that's again, that's the business side of things. That's their thing. But for me to really believe that this team is trending in the right direction and, and really trending in the right direction where they could be a player in this AFC West division this upcoming year and the AFC in general, like they're going to really give themselves a chance. Two things have to happen for me. And I want to know from you what needs to happen to get your confidence level where, where, where you feel like it needs to be with the Raiders. The two things that I'd like to see is the Raiders go out there and be very aggressive in free agency. And I don't mean go and sign in a bunch of guys or a bunch of big names. I'm just saying go out and get a big fish. Go out there and get one big ticket free agent, one that you think could really help put this team over the top. I like to look at the defensive side of things. I rattled off some names the other day, like Justin Matabuke, Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, Patrick Queen, you know, guys like that. You know, uh, uh, Jalen Johnson out of Chicago. Those are just five names that I rattled off. That I'm not saying go get all of them. Just go get one. Go get one big ticket free agent saying, this guy's going to put us over the top, put us right where we need to be. Go get one of those guys. That'll be, that'll be a sign to Raider Nation and myself that, okay, this team wants to win. This team wants to get it done. I got fired up when Dave Ziegler and company went and made that trade for Devontae Adams. They're going for it. They're going to be competitive in the AFC West. They're going to win this thing. It obviously didn't play out that way, but I was fired up, and I know a lot of Raider Nation was. Now, everyone might not admit it. That's okay, but I will. I was fired up about that. Now, I want to see them make that move in free agency. Let me know, okay, they're, they're, they're going for it, and then get aggressive in the draft. Get aggressive in the draft. Do everything that you can to go get your guy. I'm not saying exactly where they got to go, and I'm not saying exactly who they got to get. I've made no bones about it who I'd like to see them get. I'd like to see them get to number three and get Jaden Daniels if he's available at number three. That's what I'd like to see. But identify your guy, go get your guy, and give a signal, just like Joe Fortenbaugh said, and I know a lot of people didn't like the way he said it, but the message that he sent was true. Give Raider Nation something to get excited about. Let them know that we believe that all that team needs is one quarterback, one big-time quarterback, and they could p- compete with the Mahomes, the Herberts, whoever's going to be in Denver. You know there's going to be a new quarterback in Denver, so the division's going to be a bear. The AFC Conference is a bear, right? Go out and get your guy. Make that signal to Raider Nation. You have a defense that's solid. You've got a bloodthirsty pirate in Max Crosby that's the leader of that defense. 
You got guys that are hungry that have chips on their shoulder, and I like that. Spillane, big chip on his shoulder. Everyone said he can't cover. Guess what? Led the team in interceptions, at least tied for the uh, team lead in interceptions. Marcus Epps, yeah, he's a good player. He tries hard, has a chip on his shoulder. Trayvon Merrick, oh, he's a bust. Guess what? Has a chip on his shoulder. Amik Robertson, they bring him back. He's too short, has a chip on his shoulder. Jack Jones, oh, he's a knucklehead. He's not smart. One of the smartest football minds that you'll know. One of the f- smartest football minds you'll ever talk to. Just didn't like New England. Shocking, a lot of people don't like New England, right? You get him in the right environment, great player. Studies better than anybody. Always has been known as a great studier. Chip on his shoulder. I like it. You know, Max Crosby, fourth round pick. You go back and look, he, he would have been a first round pick, <laughs> right? How did, he, how did all the teams pass him that many times, have that many opportunities to get him, and he's the guy he is today? Plays with that chip on his shoulder. Tyree Wilson, go out and play with a chip on your shoulder because people are calling you a bust, right? Malcolm Kuntz, didn't get an opportunity to get out there until he did, made the most of it. Guess what? Playing with a chip on his shoulder. I love it. I love that approach. So for me, two things that needs to happen. The Raiders get aggressive, make one big splash in free agency and say this is the guy that's going to help put us over the top. I prefer it to be on the defensive side of things and then get aggressive in the draft. Get aggressive in the draft and go get your quarterback, whoever you feel like it's going to be. Don't settle. Don't just say, well, need a quarterback, so we're going to take this guy. No, no, no. If that guy, if your guy's not there, don't go get him. Don't do it. You don't have to do that. Aiden O'Connell has proven that he can win games. It's not the way I want to see it done, but if you don't see your guy, don't go make that move. That's all I ask. But I love the direction that this team is going. I really do. First time in a long time, I've been very confident and excited about this team is going to figure it out and get it right with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And I do like Dave Ziegler a lot. Josh McDaniels, I kept saying, I'm, I'm going to give him a try. I'm going to give him effort. You know, I'm going to, you know, hope that he gets it right. Cause I don't want to see them replace their coaches anymore. So I was willing to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Did that didn't work out, but this, I have confidence. I feel confident about the direction and it's something about AP and the swagger, the, confidence that he brings the way that he talks says it you know when they say say it with your chest he says it with his chest and that just kind of it's like when a man looks you in your eyes you know when you can always tell when someone's lying to you when they won't look you in your eye ap looks in your eyes like he said the very first day he took over november 1st i want to i want to feel these players i want the players to feel me i want to look them in their eye i want them to look me in my eye so they know i'm about that business that's something that exudes confidence so my confidence level with this team is high. Obviously, at the, at the combine next week, we'll start to learn about, you know, maybe where or who the, the Raiders are looking at as far as what they want to do in the draft. The confidence level can still get higher, but it's trending in the right direction. And the first time, February 22nd, my confidence level with this team is probably higher than it's ever been. So what says you? 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about FanDuel. The NFL's over. It's all about the NBA. College hoops as well, but the NBA in a major way is getting back started after the All-Star break. And right now, you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a whole lot more. Matter of fact, my eyes on those Milwaukee Bucks in the East, not because they're a good team, because right now, so far in the Doc Rivers, they've been a dumpster fire. Three and seven since he's taken over as the head coach. They were in second place. Now they've dropped all the way to third place, and they're not looking good. So 
there's a, you know, there's, there's different ways you can bet on them. If you have confidence in them, if you don't have confidence in them, you can check it all out at FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can shoot your shot. You're guaranteed to miss the shots you don't take. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a call from Zach from SAC. That's the 916 Sacramento, California. He's calling to talk about Aiden O'Connell and what he thinks the Raiders need to do as far as the quarterback position goes. Here he is, Zach. From Sacramento. What's up, Q? This is Zach from Sac. Just calling. Uh, I know kind of kind of a hot take here. I know a lot of people are, a lot of fans are saying how we need to get a new QB. We need to trade up to get you know Jay Daniels or whatever the case may be. Man, what? I just don't understand all the hate for Aiden O'Connell and everyone saying automatically, oh, he's he's a backup. He's a good backup. Now, he might end up just being a backup, absolutely, 100%. The dude played better than any rookie quarterback besides C.J. Stroud last year, and I've even asked a few Raider fans, if he was a first-round pick last year, would you have felt differently? Because a lot of people probably don't know, but there were a lot of – had he come out the year before, a lot of people thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He ended up staying for another year. End up dropping in the draft. Obviously, age concerns and other things like that kind of affected his draft stock. However, when you go back and you watch the games last year, the dude clearly got better. The last four games of the season, dude balled out, didn't throw any picks. And what? Josh Jacobs missed what? The last three games? So he was doing that with obviously Smear White balled out as well, but with a relatively unknown running back as well. So, I mean, my thing is, I'm sitting there thinking, we have a 13th pick. Why not build around and try to give this dude a shot? I just feel like everyone is trying their best to discredit him for every for things that he did last year. They're just giving it to AP, rightfully so, and Patrick Grant, rightfully so. It's like, hey, man, let's not forget, Aiden O'Connell balled out against the Chargers, too. You know? He was, he was, he was winning games as well, so... Just my thought. Here's what you think. Love the show, man. Zach, thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not hate. It's not hate on my end. I know that. I like Aiden O'Connell. I think he did some really good things. Uh, I'm glad that he was able to start the last nine games and show what he can do. He got better as the season went along. Um, I do think the Raiders could do better, but that doesn't mean it's hate. Like, you know, I've said it before. You know, I liked my old car, but I like my new car better, right? And I'm not talking about Derek Carr. I mean, just like my vehicle in person. Like, my car, when I traded it in, it wasn't because it was broken down and it sucked. It was just because I wanted something better, and I thought that that was okay. It's, it's all right to want better. I think that the Raiders could do better at the quarterback position. I think that they need better. I think that they need an upgrade. I think they need a guy that can use his legs. I've said it 100 times. It's, it's not hate. You know, I mean, you can like multiple things and just want the better of the two. That's all, and I think that's all Raider Nation. I don't think anyone hates Aiden O'Connell at all. I think he showed a lot as a rookie. And Antonio Pierce's words on uh, the Pivot podcast, worst case scenario, they could run it back with Aiden O'Connell. Worst case scenario, meaning he understands that they need to upgrade at the quarterback position. But you can give him an offseason. You can build a team around him. You can put an offensive line there. And you'll have a shot to win games. 
He won five games down the stretch. Absolutely. I don't hate Aiden O'Connell at all. Like, just because it may not be the exact same, you know, storyline or narrative that you want to hear doesn't mean we're hating on it. I'm just, and I can only speak for myself, I just want an upgrade. I think that that's okay. It's like going from, you know, a, a, a two-door to a four-door sedan. Like, you know, it's, it's okay to want to upgrade. Nothing wrong with that. But thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Avant Raider. He says, Avant Raider here. I think we have some serious uh, cognitive dissonance happening. People suggesting we trade Devontae to get a new quarterback makes no sense. So we bring in a rookie and take away the best weapon a rookie quarterback could have. We trade away a sure-handed playmaking veteran who can help guide a quarterback. People need to stop that. Makes no sense. It's Avant Raider. Thanks for the text. And I'm not in the camp of trading Devontae Adams. I've said it a thousand times. I'm not. And I think for every reason that you just mentioned, the Raiders need him. If they do go get that rookie quarterback, hell, if they stick with Aiden O'Connell, how much bigger of a help would that be to have a guy like Devontae? He still went over 1,000 yards in 2023, and he had multiple guys throwing on the ball, had guys throwing on bad passes, had guys setting him up for failure, getting hit, medicine balls, right? And then he put some on the ground. Like, I'll admit that. He did put some on the ground to the point where AP called him out. Devontae, you're supposed to be Superman. Go be Superman. You go make that play. Go make that catch. He's got to be better as well, but I don't want to trade him at all. I don't think that makes any sense either, right? Guys are open. Uh, the box isn't loaded because 17 is out there. He's a big factor in when he's not getting the ball because teams have to worry about if he's going to get the ball. So I'm with you. Uh, I know that teams might ask for, uh, for him if the Raiders are trying to get aggressive in the draft, and so he, he might end up being the cost of doing business. I hope that doesn't come to that, but I do understand that that might be that might be something that happens. I don't want to see it. I'm with you. But I know that the cost of business could end up being moving on from a guy like Devontae. I don't think so. Another factor in that is the dead cap hit that it would put on their salary cap, about $40 million. That alone would be a reason to hold on to a guy. So thanks for the text, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Old Man Pete out the 818. He's calling to talk about the short movie that was aired on Al Davis ahead of Super Bowl 58 and has a question about it. Here he is, Old Man Pete out the 818. Q, what up? This is your boy, Old Man Pete from the 818. Hey, just wanted to uh, to give you a quick call here as I had a thought on something watching this um, Al Davis short movie that came out during Super Bowl Sunday, which was, which was awesome and fantastic. Um, you know, thinking about the uh, what Al Davis did for minorities throughout the history of the NFL, I was thinking to myself, why is the, the Rooney rule called the Rooney rule and not the Al Davis rule with everything that he did? I'm not sure if someone has addressed this yet, but and I'm not a huge fan of the Rooney rule, being a black man and seeing a lot of minority coaches kind of go through the interview process for no reason. But just looking at it, it kind of seems like it should have been named the Al Davis rule. So I'm not sure if he has some insight on that. I know that the NFL and the Raiders and Al Davis have had a contentious relationship over the years. So maybe that's the reason. But I don't know. Just thought I'd uh, call in. It's Black History Month, so why not? Something to kind of talk about and hopefully something you have some insight on. Thanks, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And that's been the storyline that I've been saying for the longest. Why in the world, how in the world did it become the Rooney rule? There's no doubt about it. It should be the Al Davis rule. But for the reasons that you said, uh, Al Davis and all the beef that he had uh, with the league and all the you know court battles that he had and the doing it his way is the reason why it's not the Al Davis rule, right? There's no reason it should be the Rooney rule. Al Davis hired without a rule. 
Al Davis hired not for what you were, but who you were. It didn't matter what your race was. It didn't matter what your religion was. It didn't matter what your sex was. None of that mattered. Who was the best person for the job? That's all that he cared about. And yeah, you're right. And that's and, and I'm I'm not a big fan either of the Rooney Rule. I understand why it's in place. I understand what they're trying to get accomplished with it. But it's so easy for teams to check off boxes. I feel like, like you said, guys go in, get interviews, and then they're out of there. And then more times than not, when you see a guy get an interview, like AP got an interview uh, this you know this past coaching cycle, and Patrick Graham got an interview this past coaching cycle, multiples, matter of fact. Oh, it's just a Rooney Rule. Like that sucks. Like I would hate to be that guy. It's like oh, he was just a Rooney Rule guy. Like, I, don't, I would not want to be that. So that's another reason I don't like it, but I get it. Again, I know why they put it in place. They're trying to do something good, trying to do something positive, but I don't think that that's it. I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it a thousand times. You can't force someone to hire someone that they don't want to hire. If they look at me and say, I don't want to hire him because of what he looks like, guess what? There ain't no rule that's going to make them hire me. They're just going to say, yeah, we'll talk to him but we ain't going to hire him. It's as simple as that. But thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from, I think, Raider Meek or Raider Mech. Yo, Q, I got a question that's been bugging me a little bit. A lot of talk since the season has ended for the Raiders has been understandably centered around the next quarterback and AP. What I'd like to know is what happened to Hunter Renfro, one of my favorite players on the team currently, and I'm mind blown how quickly he fell out of the picture. I get it. He was in the doghouse with McDaniels. I see the AP and Bo Hardigree tried to get him involved, but seriously, what happened? Is there a certain way that Gruden utilized him when he drafted Renfro? Was it the connection he had with Carhead? Uh, he was he has two years left on his deal. I understand there's a hundred percent chance he gets released if there's no trade partner. But damn man, if he was able to get going how he did a couple of seasons ago with Jacoby and Devontae, our passing game would be lethal. Then he goes on to say, could you see a scenario where we keep Renfro, have him alternate with Trey Tucker in the slot? So it really keeps the opposing defense on their toes. Tucker's speed and deep threat ability could re- really tire them out. Then you bring in Renfro on his quick in and outs and let him do the rest with his feet. He's not a speedster, but he has elusive ways and hard to bring down in the sense where he can really just wiggle his way from defenders. I'm obviously no expert or anything, but I'll really throw out any idea I have to help my boy Renfro get going. Raider Meek out. Uh, thanks for the text. I appreciate you. And yeah, man, it's crazy how quickly things change in the NFL, right? One year, Hunter Renfro is a thousand-yard receiver, and he's you know the little engine that could, uh, the number one wide receiver because of default. Guys were injured, so he had to be that guy, and he stepped up in a major way. And then all of a sudden, he's like barely even seen on the field. He did fall out of favor with McDaniel's. A lot of, ha- of that had to do with uh, personal stuff between McDaniel's and him that wasn't right. And it wasn't nothing to do with Hunter Renfro. It was more like McDaniels wanted him to focus in on football. And Hunter Renfro had some other things going on in his life that took priority, like going back home to see his wife to take care of their baby that they just had. Like priorities in life, right? And there's there's certain priorities and there's certain people that just want you to focus in on one thing. And I think that's why McDaniels didn't really get along with Darren Waller either because he had other things going on. But there was a lot going on between Renfro and you know McDaniels that they weren't fans of of Renfro that was that AP tried to get him involved hard agree tried to get him involved I mean the one thing that worked really well with Gruden and Carr and Renfro was that they allowed Renfro to be him they they had a certain way that they wanted to use him and saw that it wasn't working that way but Renfro had a way of getting open so they said you know what you do you you get open you know the route you know where you're supposed to be be there do whatever it takes to get there and he did that more coaches 
probably don't want him to do that. And I don't know now if he's got the confidence to do that. I think for Renfro, as much as I like him, probably a, a fresh start will be what he needs, right? Somewhere else. He might end up in New Orleans with Derek Carr. He might end up in Carolina, close to home with Bryce Young. He could end up anywhere. I'm sure that the Raiders probably do want to trade him. I would love to see him be, come back if, if they found a place for him in the offense, but I would hate to see him be on the roster, make as much money as is, and they're not utilizing him. If they're not going to use him, they might as well trade him to someone who will see if they can get something back for him. If not, just move on from him, try to save the cap space, and go out and make a splash somewhere else. But that's all I got time for on today's show. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Got a call from TK in Phoenix, Arizona. A text from Raider Roland from Paris, Cali. We'll get to those coming up tomorrow as we close out the week really strong. We'll have more news and notes of the day. Of course, plenty of conversation as we do each and every day here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until Friday, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.